Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald, and today we're previewing the next iteration of one of my favorite community events, the Twin Lakes Library System's annual spring book sale, and talking about the library's efforts to help families prepare their young people for lifelong literacy. The Twin Lakes Library System Spring Book Sale takes place between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. this Saturday, April 7th at the Mary Vincent Memorial Library Ranch location in downtown Milledgeville. I'm joined in the studio today by Sarah Hamill, Youth Services Coordinator with the Twin Lakes Library System, who's here to talk about these upcoming events and to look back at events that have passed. Sarah, welcome back to WRGC Studio. Thanks for having me, Daniel. It is always my pleasure to host you. It is always my pleasure to talk about some of the great events that our Twin Lakes Library System puts on for community members and friends of the library. Of course, our listeners may be familiar with the Library Fair, but what can they expect at the Spring Book Sale? Well, the Spring Book Sale is just that. It's a springtime book sale. I think our library employees really enjoy this because it's a little more relaxed, a little more laid back, a little less hectic for us setting up in the morning because we have less to focus on. So we can really concentrate on delivering the best books that we've collected throughout the years through donations and just have a little more of an enjoyable experience as far as being able to partake in the fun of the sale itself because library fair, we're all running around busy. So we'll be busy for the spring book sale as well, but it'll be a little more laid back. Um, We'll have some live music there for your browsing pleasure. We'll have lots of books as always, and I believe we'll have a Friends of the Library table set up as well since this is a Friends of the Library sponsored event. So yeah, I think that explains it pretty much. (laughs) So this is more for the hardcore bibliophiles in the household (laughs) and not those who are out there for the icing on top of that that biblio cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's still a good time though. It's still a great family activity. Um, Bring your kids, look for some books. I mean, if you or a family that enjoys reading, then you're still going to want to attend this book sale because there's going to be plenty of books for you to choose from. And of course, um, I imagine that this has some of the same aspects of what it means for the library system as library fair. Uh, But what does this event do for your year-long slate of community events, but also um, your annual operations? First and foremost, this is a fundraiser for the library system, for the Friends of the Library group. It's a a way for us to get some additional revenue. At the same time, it takes pressure off of our, I I would guess you would say, our storage capabilities for the library. We get donations year-round, and we have a couple of different storage buildings where we house those donations when we're not having a sale. And because we have such a generous community of book lovers, we get so many donations that we've decided to start doing a spring book sale in addition to our library fair and that way we can process books twice a year in the spring and in the fall and move those books and get them back into the hands of the people who want to read them faster and it also as I mentioned before kind of takes pressure off of the library fair since we're not having just one annual sale we can have two and it it makes it a little easier as far as the volume of books we have to process as well as the back-end work that goes into planning an event like this so It's just a little easier for us to do it twice a year instead of once a year. 
you've done this for several years now. Um, how has it evolved over the course of that? Because I hear um, bare bones at the beginning of describing it, but then you talk about these extra accoutrements, shall we say, for your um, book browsing pleasure. So how has it evolved <laughs> over the last couple of years? I think the addition to having some acoustic music is definitely the number one thing that, that has come in. Now, another thing that we've stopped doing is we used to have local authors set up tables to, to sell their own books. But what we found is that when doing that during a book sale, it's too much competition for those local authors. We'd rather have them come at a time where they're going to be the star of the show and not the 25 cent paperbacks. You know what I mean? So if we have visiting authors, we want them to be seen and visited instead of all the cheap books. So that's one thing we don't do anymore. But we have included the acoustic music because that seems to go over really well during the spring book sale and at the library fair. So we'll have some music. We also do our pre-sale passes for books and boxes, which we do during the library fair. But, you know, as you said, as a few years have gone by and we've started offering it, um, we really do try to keep it more simplified as far as the work that goes into setting it up because it is right before we have our summer reading club starting as well so the whole goal of this is to make it manageable on us and give our community more than one chance to have a book sale per year so yeah it's evolved a little bit but certainly not as much as our library fair has in the fall time and about the the books that you're offering, is it the same selection that you would have at the library fair? I mean, is this just a an effort, as you say, to clear out those storage spaces and get those books out to their next reader? Um, uh, that seemed like I asked and answered the question. <laughs> but of course, our radio audience can't see you. <laughs> Nodding <laughs> my head, yes. yes. Um, the answer is yes. Um, we'll have the same types of books that we have during our fall book sale. We'll just have them out. A few months earlier. <laughs> right, you're not holding any back from no, us. You're not we're not holding on to any of the no. favorite titles. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. And as it has come around, we need to move these books because they're not doing anyone good in storage. You know, they're just sitting in a box. So we might as well get them into the hands of the readers faster. But yeah, we're we're not holding anything back for the fall book sales. The same awesome books at great prices that you've come to expect in the fall, but in the spring as well. And of course, a big part of many of your community events is uh, community engagement. You offer uh, many ways that people can uh, volunteer or, or contribute back to the library in some fashion. Are there any of those opportunities available for the spring book sale and how might they engage in them? Sure. Well, there's two different ways that community members can help out. The first one is not going to do much good at this particular moment. Um, we accept donations year-round. The only two times of year that we don't accept donations are during the week of the book sale. So if you're listening to this now, we've already gotten as many books as we can handle for the spring book sale. But after the spring book sale, please donate as many books as you would like to get off of your hands. We'll take them. We can give you a deed of gift for your taxes. But the help that we do need right now is volunteers for the book sale. So we are accepting community volunteers. You can sign up for anywhere from an hour to the duration of the spring book sale to help us move books, set up, break down. There is a lot of physical labor that goes into managing the book sale as far as the setup and then maintenance during the sale to make sure that there are no empty boxes being left around and that we have fresh books on the tables and then the breakdown. So obviously all of our staff will be there on the day of the sale, but we can always use extra help to make the job easier for everyone. So donations every time throughout the year, except for the week of the book sale and the library fair and then um, volunteering to help out for the actual sales are super helpful. 
All right. And as we're including that information right now, how might they get in touch with you um, about any of those opportunities? One of the best ways is just to come by the library and ask for a volunteer form. Another way you can visit our website at www.tllsga.org. We're also on Facebook as Twin Lakes Library System. And you can also call us at the library and ask about a volunteer opportunity. Our number is 478-452-0677. All right. Well, we are talking today about the upcoming Twin Lakes Library System annual spring book sale. Uh, We're going to talk in our next segment about a new program that the library is just wrapping up for the season uh, to help with family literacy. That's the primetime program. Uh, But for right now, you're listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm in the studio talking with Sarah Hamill, the Youth Services Coordinator at the Twin Lakes Library System. And we're talking about the annual spring book sale, which takes place this Saturday, April 7th, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Mary Vincent Memorial Library Branch in downtown Milledgeville. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more Millageville Matters. One of the best inventions ever was the book. A book lets you zoom through time and space, but don't bother packing. You can stay in one place. Whether you head north, south, east, or west, a book can be your passport from your own neighborhood to the craters of the moon. In your imagination, when you read a good book, you bring the book to life. You bring the book to life. When you read a good book, you're the actor. A book lets you zoom through time and space, but don't bother packing. You can stay in one place. Zoom, zoom through time and space, but you don't have to take my word for it. There are stories everywhere you look, if you look in the right way. New castles to build, mysteries to be solved. The answer is in a book. Believe it or not, this is a book. Big or little, it doesn't matter. It's what's inside that counts. I love maps. All kinds of maps. Each one tells me something different about the world. There's a map for just about any place you're interested in going. Even the littlest idea can end up as something big. All of these books started out as an idea. And look where they ended up. A book lets you zoom through time and space, but don't bother packing, you can stay in one place. Zoom through time and space, but you don't have to take my word for it. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you are just joining us, we are talking about the upcoming spring book sale from the Twin Lakes Library System, which will take place uh, this Saturday between 9 and 1 p.m. at their Mary Vincent Memorial Library Branch in downtown Milledgeville. Uh, But we're also talking about a new program that the Twin Lakes Library System is just wrapping up right now, but we hope that they will be bringing back. And this is called the Prime Time family reading time program. It is targeting families and trying to build the importance of family reading time, especially if your family has uh, young children about trying to get that 
early childhood literacy going and building that excitement around it. Um, now, of course, um, uh, let's just start off by talking about the importance of family reading time. What is that importance um, to the life of your family? Well, I know personally it is part of a nighttime ritual that we have at my house. It's, you know, bath time, brushing teeth, putting on pajamas, getting settled into bed with a book. It's bonding time. It's tradition. But obviously there's some weight to it because we all need to learn how to read to be successful in life. There was a study done by the U.S. Department of Education um, a couple years ago that said almost 16% of American adults are illiterate, functionally illiterate, and that makes it really difficult to earn a living wage. Now, children from families face educational challenges as well. And so one of the main goals of primetime is to take these educationally vulnerable families and bring them into a circle of readers and to create positive feelings about family story time, to model behavior for reading books at home, not just at a library, but that you can do with your children at home. So this program is just as much for parents as it is for kids, although the kids really seem to enjoy it. The actual program itself looks like this. We have Families come in and have dinner at the library. They're given an opportunity to sign up for a library card if they don't have one. Then we read two books during the evening, and after each book we have a discussion. And the discussion includes um, both our humanities scholar, our storyteller, and the families and children that are present. And it's just a really great time instead of seeing reading as something that has to be done at school or a task or a job, but as something fun and enjoyable that you can do with your whole family that really teaches you how to not only read, but to discuss really interesting and maybe difficult topics uh, with your kids. We have a, a lot of different themes that we talk about within the six-week program, fairness, courage, dreams, cleverness, determination, Stuff like that. So it's all humanity-centered, and its goal is to break the intergenerational cycle of illiteracy so that these kids will perform better and be more successful adults. And, of course, we've talked mostly so far about this being aimed at the young people, uh, but the adults are a very large component of this. Talk about that aspect about it, about how you're trying to reach out to the adults and have this be an intergenerational approach to family literacy. Well, targeting children for literacy and reading is only half of the problem. You know, these kids are only at school so long, but they're at home with their families for the rest of their time. It's difficult for parents to teach their children how to read if they do not feel comfortable reading themselves or not just reading. Maybe they can read, but they don't feel comfortable telling a story or discussing the story with their child. So what Primetime does is it models this behavior for reading and then talking about the story. So the discussion is just as big of a part, and that's really where parents come into play is that it's not just mom saying, okay, do your homework, read your book, you know, um, do this for AR. It's let's sit down together and talk about this. The discussions that we've had for all of our sessions have been amazing. Um, some really profound things have come out of some of these children's mouths. Uh, like one of the first books we read, we were discussing it and he said, happiness is temporary. Like what a profound thought for a child, but for an adult as well. You know, we were like, well, I guess we're done. Let's go home now. You, you won the evening. <laughs> it's not just the kids that need to be learning. 
we are all learning and growing for our entire lives. And so why not include the parents? You know, it's going to make it that much easier for their children to be successful if the parents can be involved and engaged as well. And now we talked about that it is a family program that we're doing here, but you are looking for young people of certain ages mm-hmm. or it's geared primarily towards young people of a specific age. Uh, can you talk about that age range that you think is this program is most effective for and then also talk about why that age yes. range? We generally prefer for our children to be ages 6 to 10, the primetime planners, the, the people who built this program from the ground up, found that this is the best age to be talking about the subject matter that a lot of these books are talking about, the humanities topics, the humanities subject matter. One of the books we talk about talks about racism. So the actual concepts behind the books we're reading are more suited for elementary age students. Now, um, it is fine for families with younger children to participate as well. We have an early education specialist that does activities with the younger children while the older children and the families are doing the other reading and the discussion. So we can bring them out into the children's department and do some, you know, shapes and colors and maybe read some shorter books with them as well. So it is covering the whole family, but we do aim for the discussion and the book reading to be done with the older children. And that is mainly just because of the content of the books we're reading. It can be a little more mature. And uh, one uh, aspect of this program that you've hit upon several times is that uh, you have a humanities focus. Yes. Uh, why does this have that focus? Since the families we're working with have historically been underserved populations, whether educationally or economically, a humanities-based education may not have been offered to them up until this point. So some of the topics and the subject matter that we're talking about with our families may not be introduced to these kids until they're much older, high school, even early college years. So it's humanities-based because Reading stories that are based around these themes produces conversation, discussion, and and bigger discussions about life in general that we think are important for families to have with their children. But it introduces that to them in a way that may not have been introduced before to even the parents. So because of the population that we're working with, we think that the humanities can really offer something special and enriching that may be a regular spot the dog book can't. These are books that have been tested and gone through focus groups and have been um, awarded for their merit in humanities-based topics. And of course, we're looking back on this season of primetime at the library. So there's going to be some hiatus in this program. But when can people expect to see it back? Well, we actually have to apply for a grant in November or December again this year to ensure that we can continue providing this programming next year in 2019. We're funded by the Georgia Humanities Council as well as GPLS um, that runs all of the Pines libraries in the state of Georgia. So I really hope we're able to offer this program again next year for more families because it's really great. And the whole goal of it is to create a literate society where humanities education is accessible to everyone, not just those privileged of us. So hopefully next spring we'll be rolling this out again. Um, we do have a recruitment process. We build a team of community members, people that work within the schools, scholars, storytellers, uh, library workers like myself, and we recruit families. Um, so we're hoping that, you know, um, around January, December, January next year we can start recruiting more families.
And as this program will not be available in the meantime, what are some tips that you might offer some of our radio audience members to imbue their reading activities uh, with some of the skills y'all are um, working on? In prime time. Number one, visit the library with your with your children as a family. Come to a story time. We have lots of different opportunities for story time during the week. We also have little pamphlets and handouts for tips for reading to your children at home. Another thing I, I'd like to mention is put the cell phone away. Man, we are around devices so much, so often. It's not going to hurt to put it down for 30 minutes to just spend some time with your kids. So put the cell phone down, and I guarantee you that whatever your child is doing, whenever they see that you don't have that device in your hand, they're going to be more interested in what you're doing as well. It goes both ways. You know, you'll be less distracted. They'll be less distracted because they're going to know that they have your full attention. And that is so important. They just really want you to spend time with them. The third thing would be just to read, even if you don't feel all that confident. And even if it's not something that comes naturally to you, do it anyway. None of us are born knowing how to do everything in life, so sometimes it takes a little practice. But um, let your child pick out some books to read and, and really just sit down with them and have fun because that's really what this needs to be about, too, is not about the literacy rates and not about the percentages and not about the grades and the scores, but really how your child feels when they sit down with a book because we want to build lifelong readers and not just kids that know how to take tests. Um, we want people to enjoy reading and to find love and joy in that process with their families. So I hope maybe that helps. Well, we're going to take another short break here, but if you're just joining us, you're listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today we are doing two things. We are previewing the upcoming spring book sale at the Twin Lakes Library Systems Mary Vincent Memorial Library Branch in downtown Milledgeville. That, of course, would take place between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. this Saturday, April 7th. And we're also, we've been talking about the primetime family reading time program that has just been offered by the Twin Lakes Library System. I'm joined in the studio today by Sarah Hamill. She's the Youth Services Coordinator at the Twin Lakes Library System. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Milledgeville Matters. How about you? If you could invent anything, what would it be? Shoes where you could walk on the walls. Pocket size time machine. Automatic dive marker. Technology that makes kids in charge of the world. A machine that can clean up my room. You can be the expert by picking up a book. It's up to you to pick it off the show. You to pick it off the show. You can be the expert by picking up a book. It's up to you to bring it to life. You to bring it to life. idea has to start here or here. You can bring the book to life. In your imagination, you can be the expert by picking up a book. It's up to you to up to you to bring it to life. A book lets you zoom to the craters of the moon. You can bring the book to life. In your imagination, through time and space. In your imagination, there are stories everywhere you look. If you look in the right way, new castles to build, mysteries to be solved. There are stories everywhere you look If you look in the right way New castles to build, mysteries to be solved You can be the expert in your imagination Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. If you're just joining us, we're looking forward to one of my favorite community events, which is the spring book sale, which will take place 
this Saturday at 9 a.m. at the Mary Vincent Memorial Library Branch, the downtown location of our Twin Lakes Library System. I'm joined in the studio today by Sarah Hamill. She is the Youth Services Coordinator of the Twin Lakes Library System. We've been talking about the spring book sale. We've been talking about Prime Time Family Reading Time, a program that the Twin Lakes Library System has been engaging in to improve family literacy across our community. Uh, we've been talking about events in the past, talking about events in the future. Um, I thought we'd start off this final segment of our program tonight. Is there any other events that we're looking forward to this spring or perhaps further afield? Well, now that you mentioned it, yes, we do. <laughs> this summer is going to be pretty special. You know, I always come in and tell you a little bit about the Summer Reading Club, but uh, this year is the 80th summer reading club for the Milledgeville and Baldwin County Public Library System. So that's pretty exciting. We opened in 1938 and we've had a reading club every summer since then. So this summer we're going to be celebrating 80 years of summer reading. So that should be pretty exciting and fun. The theme this year for our summer reading club is music. Libraries rock. So we've got some fun programs on the horizon there. That won't start until the end of May and it will go through June and July. But prior to that, we also have our Patron Appreciation Month coming up in April, I believe. That will obviously go into the spring book sale, which is starting off Patron Appreciation Month at the beginning of the month, April 7th, Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we're really looking forward to it. That's pretty much what all of our engines are running towards right now is the book sale and then Patron Appreciation Month and then Summer Reading Club. So that's kind of what we've got going on for the next few months at the library. All right. And to get our radio audience's engines running for the spring book sale, what might they need to know ahead of time just to be most prepared this Saturday? Well, let's see. It could be rainy. It might be sunny. Who knows? <laughs> We're going to have the book sale either way. If it's rainy that morning, maybe pack a rain jacket. And um, if it's sunny, then maybe wear some sunscreen. Make sure that you get a pre-sale ticket if you're interested. Come by the library sometime this week. We have bags and boxes available for you to go ahead and purchase ahead of time. To space out the place in your yeah. bookshelves uh, for your new acquisitions. Go ahead and clear out some room on your bookshelves. Maybe to clear out room for the bookshelves, you're going to be getting rid of some books that you would like to bring to us after the book sale or any other time other than the week leading up to the book sale. <laughs> because the area that we stage our books for the book sale gets really congested this time of year. We bring all these books out of storage, so we don't have a whole lot of room for donations. But any other time of the year, donations are great. Give us a call or swing by if you're interested in volunteering. And other than that, just gather your friends and family together for Saturday, April 7th, and come on out to the library that morning to get some great books. Well, and I just want to ask one question. If it is raining, is the book sale inside? Yes, the book sale will be inside. That's the other thing about the spring book sale, you know, April showers is <laughs> something we have to deal with every year, it seems, this time. So we do have a rain contingency plan. If it rains, we will be moving the book sale inside, and that'll be fine because it won't displace anything like it would during the fall book sale, the library fair. We usually have to move games around and stuff inside if that happens. But this year, if it rains, we'll be moving the sale inside, and we'll still have a great time. But I have a feeling it's going to be beautiful weather this year, so... Maybe sunscreen, or maybe it'll just be perfect and beautiful and partly cloudy and lots of sunshine and lots of fun. That's what we're hoping for.
perfect viewing weather for the books you'll be reading then. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that we hadn't gone back to the future and you hadn't gotten those <laughs> waterproof books that you can read in the shower. Actually, since I know you're a father of a young little girl, uh, check out some books called The Indestructibles. They're books made out of this amazing material. You can get them wet. They don't tear. They don't wrinkle. You can throw them in the washing machine and they're specifically designed for little kids. We don't have any at the book sale this year, but we might eventually. Who knows? Well, I don't know. You have to prepare those young, impressionable minds for what they'll encounter in the world beyond. <laughs> the um, indestructible where it's, books. Yes, the indestructible <laughs> books. So uh, giving them books that they can throw <laughs> anywhere and, and try to tear apart and stuff is, is is one thing I might try to avoid so they don't think that every book is indestructible. That's not a bad it's idea. just it's simply n- the ideas held within. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's never too early to start teaching your kids proper book etiquette. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, as we're coming to the end of our time today, I thought I'd just ask for, I mean, if the whole program wasn't enough, one more invitation <laughs> for our radio audience to come out and celebrate uh, lifelong literacy uh, with us at the spring book sale this Saturday. So come on out this Saturday to the Mary Vincent Memorial Library. We're going to be out having a great book sale from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. We hope you'll join us. All right. So help them clear out those storage spaces and make all of that renewal possible for the library fair, which, of course, takes place in the fall. Sarah Hamill, I want to thank you for coming out and joining me again for another preview of the spring book sale, but also a look back at prime time family reading time. Thanks for having me, Daniel. It's been fun. It always is. You've been listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Of course, today we were talking about two programs put on by the Twin Lakes Library System. We were looking back at their primetime family reading time program and looking forward to the annual spring book sale, which takes place this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Mary Vincent Memorial Library Branch in downtown Milledgeville. I was joined in the studio today by Sarah Hamill. She's the Youth Services Coordinator of the Twin Lakes Library System. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It has been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening with you here on Milledgeville Matters, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you soon.